0: Of hyperspace, Solaris Blue Raven. Solaris Blue Raven. Want to take a
1: ride? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hyperspace on KSWR Digital Radio Network live in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm your host, Solaris Blue Raven. Hope everybody's enjoying Fantopia Friday with you. We're actually, here at the KSWR Digital Radio Network with UFO Classified with Erica Lutz, The Paradigm Matrix with Willie Miranda, and Military X Files with Matt Maloney. You can listen live to the show on your phone. Call in at 641-741-741. Oh, boy. 0800, you can sign into the chat room at kcrradio.com and participate with the, chat, the show in chat. Or you can call in with a question on Skype at KCR Radio or call in and ask a question at 702-425-9230. And you can text your questions or comments at hashtag KCR on Twitter. Don't forget, you can also follow me on Twitter under Solaris Blue Raven if you are so inclined. My most recent book, One Million Miles Till Midnight, is available on Amazon.com and Kindle. So pick up your copy today if you have not already. And a shout-out to Dark Matter Digital Network. You can catch the replay of Hyperspace on Thursday evenings at their network. You can also catch the archives for free here at KCR Digital Radio Network in the archives section. If you'd like to support the station at KCR, just click the donate button to show your support for the station or host if you're choosing. And we certainly thank you for supporting this fantastic network. And you can catch the replay for Hyperspace at Paranormal UK Radio Network each Friday night from 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. in that Greenwich Mean Time. And I have a wonderful guest for you all this evening. My special guest this evening is Barbara DeLong. And she's an internationally known radio podcast host, spiritual empath, author, artist, lecturer, and ordained minister. Barbara DeLong has been working professionally in the spiritual field since the early 70s, in addition to being a full-time special education teacher and a single parent. In the 80s, she began painting personal mandalas for friends. Since that time, her paintings and the life readings that go with them are now worldwide, with over 400 of them in private collections. These individual paintings evolved into a circular oracle card deck called the Cosmic Deck of Initiation. The deck was published in 1991 as a peaceful and more spiritual substitute to the standard tarot deck with many thousands purchased around the world. As an ordained spiritual minister, Barbara served as a local spiritualist, served a local spiritualist church as one of the rotating ministers from 2003 to 2008. Her platform, Mediumship, was considered both accurate and inspired. Her website, Barbara DeLong, Spiritual Empath, is a teaching site combining personal information and a plethora of spiritual material and energetic forecasts for each month of the year. And in October of 2009 she launched her own radio show Nightlight which features spiritual philosophy questions and answers and awesome interviews with authors and those in the metaphysical field. The show also offers a platform for planting seeds of spiritual insight as well as a showcase for featured authors offering insight from a plethora of different modalities. Barbara is also a Reiki master and she has a phenomenal background and her website is barbaradelong.com so please welcome Barbara to the show this evening. Good evening Barbara. God, I almost fell asleep. I got to shorten that bio. <laughs> I actually did shorten it a little bit, and I almost felt bad about doing that. But it's phenomenal. But welcome, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you.
2: No, it's um, I you know, I, I think I I guess bios are important, but at the same point, um, I've I've had people that have phenomenal bios, and you know, their personalities just sucked. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it's it's kind of like you know i i i have in in many cases just said don't read the bio let people decide whether they think i'm worthwhile to listen to or not by listening
3: mm-hmm.
2: um but but it uh, you know it, it's sort of like you you have to go with what people expect so yes the is out there and it's, oh, it's vi- good
1: it's yeah. embarrassing <laughs> no i think it's, you know you've done so much throughout your entire lifetime and you're still doing more and it's just uh, it's an honor to you to read your bio. And I have no problem reading it at all. I actually prefer to read bios for people. But I agree. I was, you know, so, like, for me, at this point in the continuum, I'm just like, uh, I'm just a little alien here on a timeline at this point, you know. <laughs> Please don't read my bio anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and, I get it. I get tired of it.
2: Well, you, you know, it's, you, you go through a period of time where you work with the public and then you do you do all sorts of other things. And then and then as the decades go by, you begin to evolve into what do I need to do now? There has to be more. Because if there's not more, there's no point in being here. And frankly, I'm not done. So, you know, it, it went from, you know, being um, doing the psychic stuff and then doing the, the, um, the church stuff and then doing the radio show with doing readings and then switching that over into just in, an interview um, format. And then realizing that um, it was really funny about uh, three weeks ago my son came out here he had to do some business in New York City and we went out and we had dinner and he said so what's new and I said you know I'm thinking maybe I need to declutter and I need to downsize and maybe I need to move and I've been here 15 years and um he said okay well where are you going to move to I said I think i will move to Nashville which is where he lives and he said well I didn't see that coming and he said well um do what you think and feel is right. And so the next day I got a hold of Realtors. The house is now on the market. I literally am packing up as though I was moving tomorrow. I it, It's almost, it's one of those things I, I've learned to from time to time, if I'm really paying attention to, to follow the lead of spirit. And, you know, when I have an inclination to do something so long as it's not against the law, um, or my moral standards, um, I do it. And and this was one of those things that just, it, it was out of my mouth, and I thought, well, I guess I'm moving. And, and um, it's almost as though there's a, a compulsion to get everything packed. Now, houses don't move fast where I live. I mean, I'm on a pond, I've got a pond view, and I mean, I, it's a spectacular place, and I've got incredible gardens that I've built up over the last 15 years. But it was like, I'm done here. It's time to move on to something else, cause trouble somewhere else. And and um, you know, just just sort of I'm itching to get on to something new. And uh, someone said, Well, you know, Nashville is the the how did somebody put it? It's the it's the belt buckle of the Bible belt. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, what a perfect place to put a spiritual person. And um, so I, you know, I, I thought at first that, you know, maybe I would be burned in effigy someplace, but then I started to Google and look around. They got tons of psychics there. They have a unity church. They have spiritual stuff going on all over the place. It's a perfect place for somebody new to come in and, and, you know, ripple the waves a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like you're definitely following spirit with this one.
2: Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, when I when I lived in Westchester with my mother, my my statement was they're going to have to take me out of here feet first, and that of course was until I saw what the property tax was, and and then, then I got up off the floor and listed the house. Um, <laughs> it didn't take it didn't take a psychic to figure out I could not afford twenty two thousand dollars a year in property tax, so um, so I moved from the home we'd been in for fifty years, and I came here. Fifteen years ago, and there were no gardens, and it was very pretty. But there were no gardens. There are incredible gardens now, and um, they're wonderful. But uh, it's they're done, they're established, they're perennial, so you don't have to do anything other than weed a little bit. And so it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. So very um,
1: interesting. Do you think it has anything to do with any type of a uh, earth changes or anything like that? Is that absolutely i find that that almost everybody who is
2: you know um is really heavily invested in the spiritual stuff um as a practitioner is feeling this need that there's something more there's something new i have to start something new there this is a time of new beginnings Mm -hmm. and and it's it's sort of like uh, you take a look at life and, you know, I've been there and I've done that and I don't need to do it anymore. I can do something different in the same venue. But, but you know, give me, a, in my opinion, so many people have, you know, gotten into the spiritual field and, and have become practitioners or, 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 or psychics or mediums or whatever. And they just stay at that level. They don't stretch it to take it to another level. Mm-hmm. and and yep. if we if we don't continue to grow there's no point to being here okay. and and so it's it's kind of like um and i'm not saying that people who are psychics and mediums and all of that you know aren't good or or whatever everybody does their own thing and if they if they aren't pressured to grow and to go beyond it then that's maybe where they belong um i just have always gotten this itch and and it's so it's so present here. It's ridiculous. I, you know, I sit down and I look around, and it's like, you know, well, I have no emotional tie to that. It can go. The, the local goodwill, I swear, is going to put a put a a room on just for my stuff that I've donated because, you know, <laughs> really? I, I have made, I don't know, two or three dozen trips with a full car just of See? stuff, of stuff that really, I, you know, it, it's. I'm not sacrificing here. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting rid of the stuff that I've been carrying and dusting for the last fifteen years that I don't need to. Mhm. Right. And and it's it's sort of like somebody said, "Well, you're you're getting rid of your stuff," and I said, "I'm not. I'm making room so I can get more stuff." You know, the, new the, energy. The, yeah. You yeah. I mean, the important stuff, the family stuff, that's been you know that I seem to be the, you know, the the. The protector of
1: the two mm-hmm. and three
2: hundred year old stuff will go with me. But, um, and my cats, of course. But, but you know, the, the rest of it, um, you, you get new or, or it, it's, 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 it's ridiculous to collect stuff that you can get on the internet in a heartbeat or,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you, you know, it just, it, it was an awakening for me. And I and I am a I am a collector of stuff, there's no doubt about it. But but the reality is here we sometimes just shove stuff in corners and and if we're not forced to go into those corners to clean them or something at some point in time, they just build up and mm-hmm. you know there there are things that truly I didn't like that I've just had because I had room to shove them someplace so, mm-hmm. so this was this this has been a major time of of getting rid of stuff. and And the only thing that stopped me from packing is that I ran out of bubble wrap. And oh, <laughs> you know, funny. it's it's terrible. I just I can't stop packing. it's It's almost as though, you know, there's a part of me that says you better get it packed because you're going to move sooner than you think. And yet mm-hmm. people have said my house is going to be hard to sell because. It is on the pond and it, it's the gardens and it's the whole thing and sounds perfect. Oh, it's great for yeah. somebody who wants a spiritual place. I've done uh-huh. weddings out in the garden. But you know, if if somebody doesn't like gardens and pathways and meditation rounds and things like that, then then this is not the place for them. Well, the right
1: person will show up, you know that.
2: I truly I do believe it. And yeah and yet it's it's sort of like even so, um aside from the fact that I packed my towels and all I have is one towel and one washcloth, which was which was something I should have paid attention to when I was doing it, but I didn't um that's the only um slight miscalculation i've I've done mm-hmm. everything you know I, of course, I can only use I have a two car garage I can only use half of it now because it's full of bins that are packed and stacked. But re-
1: ready to go, you know. Wow, Sh- shove me in the truck. It's definitely, very, very interesting. Yeah, you know, you're just going with the flow of consciousness, and sounds like the stream of the cosmos to me. Well, it's so exciting because obviously there's something coming, right? And also
2: there's there's an urgency involved. Oh, there it, absolutely. Yeah. I will. I will wake up at night thinking, what can I pack? What more can I pack? What what is not essential that I. I can actually, once I get bubble wrap, keep going.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. and,
2: and it's just, I mean, I'm laughing at it because it is, you know, you sometimes, you know how your brain keeps going at night, even though you're tired, your brain is mm-hmm. still calculating. I, I have had many a night where at two o'clock in the morning, I've woken up and I've just said, well, let's get packing. I mean, you know, I obviously am not, I can't let go of the fact that I need to shove things into these um these contractor containers that i have filled meticulously i I don't know what i'm going to do i you know it 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 occurred to me that obviously i'm going to go a little smaller when i go to nashville so i'm not sure where by the time i'm done there will probably be 60 or 70 of these containers and Mm -hmm. you know so i'll sell them or i'll give them away or you know make furniture out of them i don't know mm-hmm. but it but it is exciting because it means that there is something new coming and i'm hopeful that it's writing because i th- so thoroughly enjoy writing that um though i don't know what i mean i'll just probably add more stuff to the website but i, I there is something new coming i mean
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's the same feeling when we did secrets of the stones couldn't put it down couldn't stop it just
1: just interesting
2: you know, it 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 just it wouldn't let me rest, and that's that's how I feel here. It's mm-hmm. it's so exciting, but I'm still, of course, you know, interviewing authors and everything on on Nightlight, and and Mark Eddy has has joined Nightlight as mm-hmm. well. Right. So he and he brings a whole new um, bunch of of fascinating people in, into the whole. Um, genre, so that so that it's, and then of course I I I have been fascinated with the antique in the the antiquity of the United States and everything, and mm-hmm. among other stuff. So, um, it's really it's been such fun to have someone else also doing a radio show, and I get to be the techie and just you know yeah, you're it.
1: producing more, right?
2: Yeah, that's I, great. I, I produce all of his shows. I do all the graphic stuff and I run the switchboard for him,
1: Very and
2: nice. and then um, I do my shows too. And mm-hmm. you know the YouTube channel is expanding. Where where we're building slowly. Some somebody once said to me, you have to understand that YouTube is a a uh, a marathon, not not a a sprint so mm-hmm. so, I am being patient but i I do count numbers and I do watch numbers and it's it's growing beautifully so it's it's exciting and mm-hmm. I'm meeting you know fabulous people um you know to interview that 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 um I mean, I'm just, uh, I think the only thing that, that I have to caution myself on is to to check and make sure I, I there have been a couple of people that had 900 page books that I had to get through that was <laughs> in a week, in a week. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, it's but. Speed fun. read. <laughs> yeah, it's no. great. I love your show. I think it's fabulous and I'm glad you're keeping it. I love the title. Oh. I've, I've always uh, enjoyed being on your show. It's been Great. It it is a lot of fun. Somebody, you know, when I first started
2: it, um, and called it Nightlight, somebody said, "Well, that's a stupid title." And I said, "Well, only if you think stupid." Um, I love it. Nightlight means that it's it's a light in the darkness. It's it's that white light of spiritual insight in in the mass of ignorance and stupidity that humanity often sheds and and so it's you know here's a light here's information take it use it create your own thing I mean the new my new philosophy you know because I came away I'm I'm sort of I still do readings but not that many Mm -hmm. my my new philosophy is that that we are supposed to learn how to do all of this for ourselves Mm -hmm. so I will work with people to help them develop the tools so that they can do it for themselves. Um, because I, 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 you know, I, I, I don't get readings, you know, mm-hmm. I just don't see a point to it but right. but giving somebody the tools so that they can see the coincidences in their life so that they can see how spirit the spirit within them is giving them messages is giving them inspiration is giving them insight if they just are sensitive to what's going on and and, and those coincidences that happen every day mm-hmm. it's
1: it's really amazing yeah exactly and then like sometimes people just need a sounding board when it comes down to doing consultations or readings that's oh yeah, very important. But I do think a lot of people are kind of lost, and it seems like they're looking for a course or a direction to go. And it, it seems like you know, if you can show them the key components of how to get there, as as an assistance, you know, as some assistance to the navigation, then that that makes all the difference in the world. Oh, absolutely. And and I'm
2: I'm having fun. I got a couple of workshops all over the place, and nice. And so it it's and it's free. It's always free. I I really don't believe for me it's appropriate for me to charge for spiritual stuff like that. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: I have fun. Besides that, I learn too. So there's really, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's an equal trade thing. They challenge me to give them different ways to develop these modalities. And therefore, I learn and they learn. And it's really exciting. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: and anyway, awesome. my, my whole philosophy is if it's not fun, don't do it. So I'm having mm. a good time. Oh, you sound like you're having a great time. And how can people listen to your show? Um, Ed, They can go to my website, com, and there's a button right on there for the YouTube channel. And um, I think there are a couple of hundred shows up there now and, and fascinating, Wonderful. amazing people, including yeah, you. you. Well, you're well, there, you. too.
1: <laughs> and I noticed that you posted your interview here from Hyperspace up on your website. Absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. I encourage everybody to tune in, did a fabulous job. That was a lot of fun. And of course, you all, I always have a good time with you when you're on the show anyway. It's <laughs> great. Yeah. And it's interesting because this time of year is a perfect time to move. Is it? hmm Yeah. Um, springtime, you know, in the illusion of, it's just, it's just new beginnings, new energy. In my opinion, well, it's a good time to move. Well, where I am, spring hasn't actually hit yet. It's still Uh,
2: forty. It's still forty degrees and uh, stuff like that that, out there. mm -hmm. But the garden is growing, so sooner or later, spring will hit here. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ripe for it. I, Mm -hmm. I can't believe that I'll be here in September. That that I will have
1: moved before that. But that's oh yeah, yeah. definitely you'll be moved before August. I would say around August at least. Move from your mouth. (laughs) well don't quote me on it oh my god we're on air but you know (laughs) it seems like it anyway everything's rolling too fast and and you can't put the brakes on it now it's got to keep going i would think so Mm -hmm. i would think so i am it is it is exciting because
2: um you know i'm 75 and it's time for new stuff Mm -hmm. and And you sound
1: so youthful so yeah well that's why i like radio instead of video (laughs) (laughs) you're awesome Yours. Your spirit's always been very bright, very youthful, even though you're very ancient, you know, so far as evolution and consciousness goes. Well, it's 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 something everybody has
2: and mm-hmm. everybody can reach for. And um, I think that's what boggles my mind, that, that people get so bogged down into their physicality, they forget that there's a spirit there that just wants to dance. Oh, that's so true.
1: I see it more and more each day, too. You know, it seems like people are just encapsulating themselves in this, this iron kind of fence you know they just don't see see what's inside so yeah and an activation there well w- w-
2: what's inside is timeless mm-hmm. i right. mean it's 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 been it's been crunching along since the beginning of time so so it's sort of like what it's gathered is amazing and wonderful and and there's so much inspiration and insight in everybody mm-hmm. that that for them not to take advantage of it and 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 I don't necessarily mean make money on it, but but get joy from it. Um, I think the things that have given me the greatest joy have not been things that, that brought money in, but mm-hmm. that were that were a sense of being a part of creation, and therefore you just you spiral into the ether with it, and it's just magical.
1: Mm-hmm. It truly is, and I think being in the right place at the right time, especially right now on the timeline, is is critical. So, it's yeah, probably absolutely. one of the reasons you're moving where you are. seems to me like there's something pulling you there besides your family, though. There's something else that's going on. I'm not sure what their uh, signature is when it comes down to artifacts or location or sacred sites, but something's pulling your energy for sure. Man, let me tell you, it is so strong. I mean, mm-hmm. I am. I I have one foot out the
2: door I was going to say, <laughs> is,
1: yeah, there's definitely something there. Something something you're going to, so in my opinion, it feels to me like you're going to be doing some teaching there. not like spiritual teaching i know you're talking about doing some classes but you might find you'll be doing something else when you get over there it's gonna be very well, interesting certainly not singing that's for sure <laughs> oh, you never know tony Oh
2: no i have no voice can't carry a tune in a bushel basket <laughs> okay you can drum then okay <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah that i can do <laughs> we're gonna have a break here in just a second everybody listen to hyperspace the case or digital radio network live out of las vegas Tevana. i'm your host solaris riven my wonderful guest tonight is barbara DeLong. so stay tuned and i want to thank everybody for joining us in chat also
0: so hang on, everybody. We'll be right back. You're listening to Hyperspace, hosted by your mistress of the night, Solaris Blue Raven. Solaris Blue Raven.
1: A vision that tells us that we belong to something that is greater than ourselves, that we are not, that none of us are alone.
0: Share the truth and be part of the movement by calling the KCOR hotline number at 702 425 Nine two three zero. That's 702-425-9230. Uh, give us a call now. Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. More with Solaris Blue Raven on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. After this. After this. After this. After this. After this. After this.
4: One million miles till midnight. A story of timelines. Artificial worlds, simulated races, and the galactic imprint. And the destiny of a blue world called Earth. One Million Miles Till Midnight, written by Solaris Blue Raven, is a journey through the mind's eye, which allows the reader to surf a wave of technological and multidimensional intellect, revealing a bridge between conscious design and the truth. A multidimensional bleed-through awakens the world of artificial intelligence to set sail into the frontiers of a vast multiverse, morphing planets and terraforming ascended worlds beyond the linear programs of a fated race. One million miles till midnight will awaken, inspire, prepare, and enlighten one to the many multidimensional states of consciousness and worlds we reside in. With every cell and atom, we are this truth and multiverse. One Million Miles Till Midnight. Written by Solaris Blue Raven. Available now at Amazon.com. Don't wait. Get your copy today.
1: It's great. I think it's great. It's great.
5: The all-new KCOR Digital Radio Network. Great. Make a note of it live for three hours every Saturday night. It's a show that engages the mind, makes you think, and maybe even challenge what you think you know. Hi, I'm Jeremy Scott of Into the Parabnormal, where we talk about topics that are anything but mainstream, somewhere between abnormal and paranormal. Bring an open mind and join us for Into the Parabnormal, live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Toxins are everywhere, from the air we breathe to the food we eat and the water we drink. In a world where 80,000 known toxins and heavy metals threaten our very existence, how are you going to protect yourself and your loved ones? introducing pure body extra strength the world's first colonial zeolite that helps trap and remove toxins as well as heavy metals from your body that are messing with your memory clarity sleep and focus don't just take our word for it or the testimonials from our thousands of happy customers check out the hundreds of articles and case studies on the National Institute of Health website proving zeolite's powerful ability to remove toxins for a limited time listeners to KCOR will receive 10% off their first order to get started go to trypurebody.com and enter promo code Radio 10. Again, that's TryPureBody.com. Toxic junk is all around us, but now you can take back control of your health and protect yourself by detoxing with Pure Body Extra Strength. You'll be on your way to sleeping better, thinking more clearly, and feeling more energetic. Go to TryPureBody.com right now and get started today.
0: Hyperspace. 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 Beaming to you the truth at the speed of light. To be on with Solaris, call 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Worldwide callers, use Skype name KCR Radio. Magnify the experience by sharing your thoughts worldwide on Twitter using hashtag KCOR. Or converse with other whistleblowers and truth seekers in the live chat at KCORradio.com. Well... That's your choice. And now, the voice of hyperspace. Your host, Solaris Blue Raven.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Hyperspace. Here at KZOR Digital Radio Network, live out of Las Vegas. I am your host, Solaris Blue Raven. My wonderful guest tonight is Barbara DeLong. Barbara, we have a question in the chat over here from Denise. Let's see. We have Giants. Does Barbara have a recall of their of their lifetime or one as a guide? Um well,
2: first of all, giants did exist. There's no doubt about it. I mean um I recently um, mark had um Omad Osman on and and he's an amazing man and he's written um some some fabulous books and he talked he talked about the fact that that for a very long time um we had to take the Bible as our time frame because we didn't have any real record as to what happened when, except for what the Bible said. But since science has sort of caught up with things, and not only science but the um, the interpretation of the hieroglyphs in Egypt, um, we have we have some real hard facts as to the the age of things outside of the biblical representation so giants yeah they did exist now where they came from i'm not real sure but they they certainly and and if you go kind of from the bible they they were 20 30 feet high now a giant today is probably only eight to ten feet but um but you know when you're talking hundreds of thousands of years you know everybody shrinks a bit with age um but I, I do feel that they they and I believe there were tribes of giants and i I do believe that that we're talking you know before the the biblical flood. so we're going back ten, twenty thousand years. Um, I, I, I believe that they may have been another species that were on this planet along with what we were, whatever we were and 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 of course, the animals that were here too and and a lot of times, especially if you talk about the Nevada, um, the giants, the red-haired giants in Nevada that, that they discovered the in the cave when they were um, digging for guano or digging guano. Um, the, the, the smaller people outnumbered the giants by so many that when the giant numbers kind of um, got less and less and less, they, they were they were wiped out um by uh the indigenous people, uh, the uh the quote unquote normal sized people. But but their DNA is still inside of most of us. I I, I have known people that have had the double rows of teeth, the extra digits, the red hair, the fair skin, so that so that the DNA is still here. And every now and then you do see you do see people that, that exhibit not, I'm not talking the tall basketball players because they're all skinny and giants were not skinny they were they were they were linebackers they were they were big men and um so so they're still out there um the remnants of them are still out there and and I think that that you know that they, they have been made extinct basically They're no longer tribes of them, but there were tribes of them. The Bible has—I can't tell you how um, many—different tribes of giants. And and when, according to the Bible, Moses brought the people to the to the land of milk and honey, um, they were the Canaanites were described as you know that that they they felt like grasshoppers next to these huge giants. So, so they've been around, and and they are out there and the bones have been discovered but but for for whatever reasons they've been destroyed they've been um hidden away they they for some reason at least in the united states they don't want to talk about it because of course they'd have to rewrite our history books and that would be a a terrible thing to have to do
1: mm-hmm and like it hasn't been rewritten before though <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah. so many times over and that's, that's so interesting about it now I still think uh, when I, you talk about the giants and 20 to 30 feet high that's pretty tall obviously but it seems to me like back then if in this in the illusion of the atmosphere must have been very very different of course and I'm looking at a different space-time configuration as well and I mm-hmm. think that's something to factor in when we're looking at all these different types of um, life forms that were here prior to mankind even creating a record of his own existence well yeah
2: and when you when you look at um, there are some philosophies cuz they can't prove it but that that back when the dinosaurs were really roaming the planet there were two atmospheres mm-hmm. and and the the, atmos- the there was a lighter atmosphere in which some of those huge birds were able to fly because they couldn't fly in the atmosphere we have today so so that the atmosphere had to be different as well. so I agree with you. I think that uh yeah, it, it, while science is doing its best, it is so it is so um clogged by by men with egos who refuse to accept the possibility of something different other mm-hmm. than what they believe
1: oh yeah it's it's collision in consciousness, <laughs> there's oh. no doubt about it, and it's just not even the science department it's everybody it's it's religion it's it's every every person on the planet and different belief systems in collision you know you know it's it's
2: funny because yes, that does happen, but every religion has the same foundation, and that's the golden rule mhm and and when you when you get to the point where where quote unquote man has taken over the religion the the philosophy and made it a religion they take away the spirituality of it immediately by saying you can't get to god except through
1: me Mm -hmm. and (laughs) which of course we don't need (laughs) no no
2: i i i i would rather think i have a direct connection to the creator but at the same time i truly do not believe that the creator the higher power the source of all creation whatever word you want to give to it god to me is limiting because you put god then in the same category as the norse gods and the egyptian gods and i think the creator is is above that perception Mm -hmm. but i do believe that the the creator the higher power scattered seeds across the universe a part of itself and that that they they were became spirits and the spirits then chose to manifest in a physicality and that that there is not somebody looking over us that we have that part of the higher power within us and that we're in charge for our own lives mm-hmm, absolutely and, and and that that to pray to something or someone else to take responsibility or intervene when our purpose here is to learn to grow beyond those challenges that as a spirit we asked for as we came into a physical reality. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. yeah, co-creators. I so, agree. So, so and, and here's where I, I diverge from a lot of others. Um, I believe that our spirits are definitely on a journey but that journey is not to return to the source. It is to get to the point where we become a source and then transfer into another dimension where we cast out our seeds and watch mm-hmm. them grow.
1: Reach your own multiverse. Yeah. And but still be connected. Yeah, I see that. That's definitely very, very valid. I agree. So yeah. That's Barbara's
2: philosophy today. I like check, it. Check with me tomorrow. It may get to be... No, <laughs> no,
1: no. that's really
2: where I, I have evolved to. There's no point in returning to a source right. and taking
1: to it what it already knows. And plus, we're already there. We, yeah. we exist simultaneously beyond the illusion of space and time. So we're already connected and merged with source, but we're here also, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I believe we are. Um, definitely, what you're saying, it makes, makes perfect sense to me. I mean, you know, are we there? Are we going there tomorrow? I don't think so. But... But but
2: you know when you when you're thinking of hundreds of millions of years or <clears throat> or time without time that 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 at some point we will it it's sort of it's sort of like flowers and, and I think of the milkweed you know it sends out its seeds mm-hmm. and those seeds float until they find fertile soil or not and they grow and they evolve and then they get to the point where they have have gathered all that they can possibly gather and they they send out their own seeds mhm and i think that's what human spirits well, spirits do because we are we we haven't been human in every evolution you mm-hmm. know we, we we our spirit is is um, etheric it has no form it has no eyes ears nose mouth it it can't experience anything unless it is in a physical it is consciousness but consciousness has to have um at least as far as i can figure it has to have a physicality in order to experience and gather Mm -hmm. wisdom and and then once that that shell is done that life is over it it sort of sits in it 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 masticates it all and it 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 you know lights go on it's like a spirit is a gem and every lifetime is another facet of that gem Mm -hmm. and at some point in time that gem is so bright and so full of wisdom that it transcends this reality and goes into another dimension where it casts out seeds and then watches as those seeds do their own thing it's like another link in a chain another um
1: fiber in a rope however you want to you know look at it right yeah i see that i can actually see that when you're talking about it yeah i agree i really do it'd be nice to see everybody sync up on a higher level of spirituality or at least consciousness to a point where we can all expand into that multiverse on, on a nice, you know, celestial wave versus some of the polarization that's going on here. But yeah, I, I do believe that. But to me, it seems like we're already there. It's just a matter of crossing into the next dimensional phase. But uh, it's, it's interesting because I'm watching this world right now and it's, it seems very turbulent. But at the same time, so much has changed. So much has changed here. Well, it's the, 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 we're at a, a point of, of
2: ascension yeah in in many ways and and what's so cool about that is, you know everybody thinks ascension is you know magical wonderful no it's painful it's childbirth for pete's sake and and you know it, it, you have to destroy in order to build mm-hmm. so we'll let go and shed some skins yeah totally so, decompress and deprogram yeah so so it's it's a time in which um you know you, you get to a point where okay There has to be something more this can't be all there is it has there has to be some i'm still here i'm still learning there has to be something more and i think a lot of people get into that that phase within their physical life and they forget that there is another level that they can be experiencing and that's the spiritual realm and 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 by being excited about the spirituality, it enhances the physical realm. It takes you from a black and white world to a technicolor world in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. and and it's sort of like, um, you know, you you a lot of people sit around and say, oh, you know, I don't hear from, you know, I, I don't understand why I'm here. I don't understand what what's going on. And it's kind of like, pay attention, your spirit, that 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 part of you that is a connection to the infinite, that that has access to the wisdom of the cosmos is giving you messages is helping you to understand you're not listening Mm -hmm. and 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 the coincidences that happen are just so phenomenal and the more you pay attention to them the more they they become expansive Mm-hmm. So that so that so that it it takes um, of you know you don't need money to do this and I think that's the biggest thing so many people pay so much money for so many classes for certificates that tell them they have ascended
1: and it's all crap
2: mm-hmm.
1: oh exactly or, you, or you can become a a pleiadian for this amount of money yeah <laughs> it's totally <laughs> ridiculous you can download any cosmic design anytime absolutely we don't need a middleman and that that means classes like that for the most part no I see it. Yeah, I really do, and and uh, this is um, such important information, Barbara, you're sharing with us tonight. And we do have a more question here. I think uh, Denise asked about. I believe you covered what is her interest or what is your interest in the subject of giants of our past, and you kind of alluded to that. I believe if not. Um, you can cover that, but also she asked if if you think the Anunnaki were giants. Um, meaning meaning the sons of God that came down and stuff
2: like mm-hmm. that. Well, and well, no, weren't they? No. The giants were the children of the merging of the Anunnaki with with you know um, mortal women. Um, I, I think here we go back to the Bible as being is this when you stop and think about the Bible, the Bible was a it was it was a it wasn't inspired writing by certain men who had you know halos. It, it was it was a gathering together of texts. And, and um, you know, they, they were told to put together a Bible. Constantine said, I need a Bible. Put it together. And these men got together um, between Constantine and, and maybe his mom, Helena, and, and Eusebius. They put together this collection of ancient texts that, that basically told a story of evolution. But. If you pay attention to where the story came from, it came from ancient, you know, the, the it came from antiquity. Um, before that time, um, mm-hmm. the story of creation has has happened over and over and over again. The story of Jesus has happened over and over and over again.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so that so that it, the Bible isn't in my opinion and it's just my opinion you know don't 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 go hunting down anybody to burn at the stake or an effigy or anything but but it's a collection of spiritual works that was put together to create a story to create a religion i i, I would I I'd like to think to help people understand spirituality better, but it created a religion that then began to control the populace, which is not what mm-hmm. religion is supposed to do. Right. So. Controlling um, reality. So, so sons, you know, the gods and, and all of that. Um, no, I don't think they were giants. I think giants evolved here. I think giants may have been another species that, 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 that were planted here. I don't, believe that you know i I believe there were people they were that they worshiped that were
1: called gods but i don't believe they were gods Mm -hmm. right you know the biggest question that comes to mind and i know this is very strange but it's where is here yeah that's the bottom line where is here i know they call it (laughs) earth but in my opinion this is a terraformed rock they call earth and that's just the way i've always interpolated the data but Seriously, I mean, we're looking at something that's just a, a construct through consciousness and, and a lot of other things. But when you look at here, I mean, it can be anywhere, really. When you think about it, it's, it's kind of complex. And I look at the, the whole idea about our history and the whole idea about existence in general. And, and to me, it seems like a simulation program to some degree, a hologram based on manifestation of thought. I mean, it's, we can go into do- so many different levels of it, but it seems like it's looping. In other words, it keeps recycling itself. It doesn't know how to stop the cycle of, of well, this false prophecy.
2: You know what well, I'm saying?
1: And, well, yeah, but not only that. But you know that old sto- that that old phrase
2: of those who don't understand history are de- are doomed to repeat it. And that and, is it. And mm-hmm. and I they, there's a, a whole theory, a philosophy that's interesting. I'm not sure I ad- you know I, I I accept and embrace the entire thing, but that that actually um, the the humans the uh, the the Homo sapiens sapiens um that are on the planet now actually came from mars mars was the original earth and when it started when its atmosphere started to go when when things started to fall apart they came to earth and it feels to me as though what's happening is we're beginning to destroy the planet so we're starting to look at mars and think let's go terraform that we can get that going again so that so that in, in many way over millions of years we may have gone back and forth between another planet
1: and this planet any number of times
2: right
1: that makes a lot of sense well you can traverse it back and forth easy enough oh yeah, yeah. and and have
2: and you know if you really you know they're, they're theoretically there already are on mars you know uh colonies and and underground in the moon too so um so I think that's another thing that we really don't know. Um, there's so much that's being kept secret from us by, by governments, by deep states, by, you know, who knows who, that we are being kept ignorant. When you stop to think about it, we went from from flying to jet planes in a, in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. But we haven't gone very far into space travel at all, a, a, according to the general public. Right. So it would it would seem to me that the the leaps that we have made in in the scientific field and, and the medical field
1: are incredible, but they aren't available to the general public. Mm-hmm. And once again, it's about control manipulation. And, and it's still, I say um, even with our black science department and space program, they can only traverse a certain part of the galactic highway. In other words, there's a certain configuration they can only work with, and they're they're off, it's off limits elsewhere. So mm-hmm. they're still limited as well. That's just my own um, that's just my own gnosis. Can't really go into details about it, but that's that's what I say, and I'm pretty sure I'm right about it. But you know, you look and you see also people seem to have amnesia. It is mass mind control. It's a lot of other things, but it's also amnesia. They keep forgetting their essence of origin, their celestial essence of origin, the cosmic compass. They forget everything. And then when you're talking about Mars and the correlation between Mars and Earth, I agree with you. I think that that people have forgotten that celestial heritage and that lineage which is at the cellular level it's still there you know oh, if they yeah. were to take the group the mass collective here and put them on mars or any other place they would immediately understand everything through gnosis and consciousness and the philat i guarantee you cellular memory and frequency would activate and they would have knowledge oh i, I wouldn't really believe that i i i agree with you it's
2: just you know it's it's sort of like what's the purpose of keeping everybody in the dark
1: yeah there is none unless you want to control and manipulate and you want to have the goods on on the best technology available and make yourselves appear as gods to the mass collective because you know when they take their their black science department and they start showing themselves in in places where they don't have any knowledge, they will appear as gods. They'll show up as like, wow, look at them. you know they're nothing. they They have a you know a lot of good toys. that's all, but that's the, that's what they're portraying themselves as, which is very interesting, oh yeah. but and and you look at the
2: fact that you know people people, especially in the United States talk about how, um, you know, <clears throat> we're not enslaved and whatever. We are enslaved. Mm-hmm. How many people out there can say they don't have a credit card debt? How many people out there can say they don't have a mortgage? We are being kept prisoner mm-hmm. by the
1: economic system. We are slaves to this system. Yeah, It's a linear construct. There's no doubt about it. It's not multidimensional, but it's definitely linear. And it yeah. does. It's a gravity well. It sucks people right in. And, it, keeps and, you, it keeps you in the game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: but but you know when you look at when you look at the potential here and and all you need to do is to, uh, you know I I don't know what kind of revolution it would take I, I I don't know if in my lifetime I will see it but but you know in the next couple
1: <laughs> maybe off-world <laughs> interception Barbara It's an off-world interception that's what yeah. it's gonna take <laughs> but but it's just you know when you when you think about it and you think
2: okay I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna I'm going to put my thoughts out there. And if people, if I can, if I can make one person think or question, then my job is done. You know, just, just come on, wake up, you know, take a look at what's actually out there. Take a look at what's happening to our planet and what we're doing to it. Do you know, there's, there's probably very little food that you can eat that hasn't been chemically treated and have things in it that are going to destroy your, your, your ecosystem inside of
1: yourself. Mm-hmm, exactly. And you think about the wildlife, too, the same thing with the cetaceans and, and all the other life forms here. Oh, they're being yeah. affected. They're all connected.
2: And, and, you know, and the chemtrails and all of the stuff that, I mean, our, our, our government or the deep state or whoever is definitely dumbing us down. I mean, there is, a, there, there is also, a, um, my, my gosh, they're, they're culling the population. Mm -hmm. it's unbelievable if you're over 80 you can't have a hip replacement you can't have Mm -hmm. a lot of treatment because Mm -hmm. because you know they have to be able to justify it with five years of of quality of life Mm -hmm. and and so so i i mean yeah it, it is it is that that i i think that um everybody should watch that that in that movie <laughs>
1: the greens classic
2: yeah oh it's my god
1: it's, it's a great movie yeah it, it
2: is and and you, you can see it you mm. can see it happening you can see people you know going day to day to day to day and not seeing any of this any of the beauty that's around them because they are so enmeshed in 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 their lives that are so controlled by things that they they didn't understand how they got connected to it it's just right. it's frightening.
1: Yeah, it's, it's all electronic impulse at this point. Yeah, digitized. Yeah, I agree. And we are heading for a break here. Everybody listen to Hyperspace, the Case where Digital Radio Network live out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm your host, Solaris Blue Raven. My incredible guest tonight is Barbara DeLong. We're having a fascinating conversation, so stay tuned. We'll be right back.
4: Stand by. All
0: right, in three, two, one. You've been listening to Hyperspace. 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 Hosted by Solaris Blue Raven. Where the truth is being to you at the speed of light. Hyperspace. Live every Friday night at 9 p.m. Pacific. Exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. For more information on the host of Hyperspace, Solaris Blue Raven, please visit her website at nightshadowanomalydetectives.com. Hyperspace. Hyperspace. Once thought a theoretical dimensional anomaly, now a tangible cosmic waveform to the truth. true. Hyperspace.
5: This is KCOR Las Vegas, home of the Digital Radio Network, broadcasting from a shack just south of Area 51. Wait, that doesn't exist. This is the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Now for the news.
0: the shadows of the government halls lies the truth a truth waiting for a voice the KCUR digital radio network proudly presents to you that voice and now broadcasting to you at the speed of light from her mobile command unit somewhere on the celestial highway the host of hyperspace solaris blue raven solaris blue raven
1: Want to take a, ride, take a ride? Welcome back to Brick Hyperspace here at KCW Digital Radio Network live out of Las Vegas, Nevada. your host, Solaris Blue raven Our wonderful guest tonight is Barbara DeLong. And Barbara, before we take the break, there we're talking about all sorts of different things including Soylent Green. <laughs> yes. Oh. That
2: that movie. Um, yeah, I just uh,
1: I it, it, what, it goes back to the 60s or the 70s. It, it's so. old old movie yeah it's like logan's run too that's another one. Oh yeah foreboding messages
2: yeah and you know something i don't think people got it and you know my my philosophy and especially science fiction is that it, it usually is meant to give us get us used to something you know that is coming in the future and the best example of that is star trek you know the doors Mm -hmm. that open and shut the the um tricorders the Mm -hmm. you know i mean they were all there oh yeah the communications device yeah definitely well gene roddenberry was was um very involved i think with a with a lot of the uh wasn't he involved with with a lot of the the um Gosh, uh, Majestic 12 stuff and, and some of the Secret Space Program stuff.
1: Yeah, I think he had a lot of contacts connected to the Black Science Department. There's no doubt. Yeah. And also, um, if I'm not mistaken, sci- major science fiction writers as well. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. They were ahead of their time. And I think they were getting a lot of inside information, quite honestly, in my opinion. I think they were just tapping into the Black Space Program and the Black Science Department. Well, who was it that did Close Encounters of a Third Kind? Was that Spielberg? Steven Spielberg, yeah.
2: He, in, in you know, there's um, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, there's there's a scene there where they're sitting by by a road at night, and they're waiting for the UFOs to go, oh, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Well, he had pictures of every UFO that had been sighted, and that's where the drawings for all of those came from. Nice. So that very they were they were all actual um, replications
1: of, of UFOs that had been authenticated, I guess. Yeah, he's, he's more of an insider, I'd say. I would say definitely an insider. You know, I used to love his work when he first came out. It seemed like he was very raw and he was very, his intent was more pure in alignment with spirit. Mm-hmm. But then it's just something's changed with him along the way and uh, something happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what, but he's not the same. Money does that to you. I guess so it's either the illusion of power which and mm-hmm. I will say it's an illusion of power it gives them the in car, you know the in but it really isn't you know they, they, it's not what they think it is uh, well if you if you yeah. look at at
2: money and power um it, it does seem to absolutely corrupt mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah and and it, it it's it's you look at you look at evangelists you look at um mediums like um Jay-z Knight um are you familiar with her I've heard the name, yeah. Jay Jay Z Knight. Um, I guess you would call her a transmedia because she she took on the the persona of Ramtha, who was an eight thousand, mm-hmm. you know. And, and when she started, she was absolutely a hundred percent accurate and genuine and amazing. Mm-hmm. But stars and all sorts of people started to flock to her. And a lot of money came in and she bought a ranch. And then suddenly she was, you know, Ramtha was giving advice to people that they should buy horses from her or do this from her. And, and, and it be, she got corrupted by it.
1: Mm-hmm. And saying?
2: Yeah. it the glamour of, of that much attention is, is frightening. And, and you, you look at your, your, a lot of your, Evangelists who started out, the only one that didn't really get corrupted by it, I think is Billy Graham. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but almost all of them, the the one guy there, there was at least one, if not two that went on hunger strikes until somebody gave them a million dollars and they got the million dollars. It's, it's, you know, Gandhi is another one who, of course he didn't, he didn't get money from it, but he did have the, he had the power, but he didn't get money from it. So he, he stayed, you you know he stayed genuine
1: mm-hmm. but
2: but when 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 somebody gets a tremendous amount of money or a tremendous amount of power they lose sight of their purpose and you know it's sort of like if you don't have money you know it, it's it's okay you you make do with it but if you suddenly have a lot of money then your your first and foremost thing is you have to protect that money mhm and, and when you're protecting money, instead of doing service of some sort, you get corrupted. And then you do whatever you need to do to get more money to protect the money that you already have.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, so it, it's, it's an ugly
1: cycle. It really is. It seems like it can be. And what I have noticed is that people who have a lot of money tend to explore areas where they can be a little more insidious, like what, what happened to me in the past with covert technology. So they have the access and they have the money to buy toys to do things that can be very destructive. Instead of doing mm-hmm. something constructive, they do things that are more nefarious, which doesn't make sense, but that's what's happening. But, yeah, you know, I see it. I don't think money is the evil factor. It's, it's the way people use it and also the greed. And I think you're right about the illusion of fame and fortune. They, they really do psychologically get, get hit to a point where they can't even function. I don't think they can handle the energy of having that kind of success. I think a lot of people will just completely fracture. Well, in, in, the, in the spiritualist um, genre, um, they call it the
2: glamour mm-hmm. which I find kind of funny because if you're talking vampires, <laughs> vampires mm-hmm. can 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 shed a glamour on someone so that mm-hmm. they you know they're they're in a whole nother mindset and and that's what happens you you get to the point where you are so famous there's so much attention to you that you feel that you have to keep producing to another level mm-hmm. and and often, Often, what you're doing is is appropriate for wh- whatever level you're on, and if suddenly you're expected to go another level up, and you're not there, then you start to fake it, and that's right. what, ha- what that's what happened to Jay Z Knight. That's what happened to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And and you know, if you're good, you can fake it really well for a while, but but then there's a point to which panic sets in and and you know then everything falls apart yep and and it's 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 terrible so so i'm very grateful that i've I've never been so rich that that you know i got to that point (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah well it's it's like creative people too people who are extraordinarily creative um usually don't have a lot of money and early on i found that when i was really strapped i got a lot more creative because i had to i had to get a hustle on and and if i got too comfortable i became kind of complacent mhm so 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 that there's you know so that so, it's a terrible way to be but but I have found that that when there was a a struggle financially, that 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 my creativity came into play—not to sell, but a creative way to make money to to make up for wherever there was a shortage. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been it's been very exciting. I I know that at one point in time, you know, I needed some extra money for something, and I'm on a fixed income because I'm retired. So I went down and I stuffed envelopes at a local place and I had so much fun stuffing envelopes. They didn't want to hire me at first because I have two master's degrees. They felt I was maybe a little over overqualified. But mm-hmm. it was it was such a pleasure to do something that I didn't have to think at. Right. It it gave me a it gave me a time. It was like a meditation and I got paid for it. So it was it was a very exciting thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that all of us need to take a real good look, you know, um, and 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 the one thing that I harp on on almost everybody on is that that if you if you don't have some sort of creativity in every day of your life, you're not fueling your spiritual growth. That's very true. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. it's it, it's like you know our body is is like a vehicle. We fuel it with food but but our spirit doesn't need that it needs the creativity which is a part of creation and that's what enables the spirit to grow and and it, you know whether it's gardening whether it's alphabetizing your medicine cabinet whether i mean there's so many amazing unique creative things you can do that don't cost you money so many people say well i want to do this but i need to buy the materials so you know, I can't be creative until I have the money to do that. And the reality is, um, creativity shouldn't cost money. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you you know, at least that's, that's my take on it. Um, I agree. That's, that's where you become creative. Oh yeah. And, and it's, it's exciting. It really is. Um,
1: have That's a the thing about writing. I mean, it doesn't cost to write. Either a lot of things people can do that doesn't involve money in the illusion mm-hmm. of. Well, yeah, and the great thing about, you know, the internet and
2: everything, you can do a blog. You can get you can get your words out there mm-hmm. for the world to read if you want, and it's you, you, blogs are free. You can right. just put put a blog out there and see see if anybody cares. And and you know what? Most people write really for themselves, not mm-hmm. for other people. So but if true. what... If what you write helps other people, then that's that's terrific. My website is full of stuff I've written, but I didn't write it to be published. And I didn't write it, you know, to say, look how look how wise I am. Because there are lots of things that contradict. I contradict myself all over the place on my website. But it's it's stuff that I've written over the last 10, 15 years.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, you know, it's and, and I leave it up there because there's a sense of, you know there whoops it's like my very first blog talk radio show it was horrible but i leave it up there because you know if somebody wants to really hear someone fumble through a two-hour <laughs> program <laughs> That's funny. um it's kind of like go listen to my first one you, you can't be any you know you can't do worse than i did i think i i you know it was it was really a struggle and I did a lot of talking to myself, and you know, I was ready for calls, and no calls came in, so I just talked.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But, but
1: you know, impressions.
2: Yeah, but but you know, it's it's kind of like it, it it's not my best work by far, but it was the beginning, and mm-hmm. and everybody should be able to have a rough beginning, and and, and I certainly did. So hmm I
1: think it's good to put your information out there like that. And I agree with you. I think it should be for Well, I write for myself, too Even though I wanted to put important information out there But it is about that It's not about trying to appease everybody or trying to get everybody's attention It's really about your own personal journey And which morphs into a lot of other things and if other people pick up on it and learn from it, that's great At least that's the way I see it Oh, absolutely and and you know, it, it is exciting
2: that I mean you've written some um some amazing books that Thank that you. you know um I mean, you're a hundred miles to midnight, um million. <laughs> but yeah, okay, well, y- you know where I'm coming from I know. um is 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 a really good book to midnight, a million miles till midnight, however. The best
1: book you've ever written. I know you always say this, but go ahead. I'll
2: Transmutation think. through Ascension, <laughs> Soul of the Sun. And I got it to, and, and I have told everybody and, and I, I, I shamelessly have stolen your work and done workshops on it.
1: You're one of the very few I've knighted into that world. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: is the bet. it's a short book. It's a wonderful book. It gives you step by steps. It makes it clear. It it it's just the best best thing ever written on the subject and i swear by it well, and i teach you. by it and 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 i do i do tell people i didn't write it but um i i it it's just it's one of those books i go back to all the time because it it's so pure and it's so it's not simple but it's not complicated either and mm-hmm. it gives you the idea of of you can do this yourself you know right. this is this is, you know, you don't need someone to stand over you and give you an attunement. You just can do it yourself, right. and that's that's the way it's supposed to be.
3: Mm-hmm,
2: exactly. I, I had a good friend a long time ago who um, went to a workshop. She spent two or three thousand dollars for it, and it was supposed to teach you and bring you to the point where you could see into the fourth dimension and and attach to it. And at the end of, of this, it was like a three day workshop. Um, you know, she, you, you know, they kept asking the teacher, "Show us, you know, explain to us, you know, how do you do it? You know, you do it. You know, can you show us what it what it means, what it feels like, and what? I, and at the end of the workshop, and this is three thousand mm-hmm. dollars.
3: Um,
2: the 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 teacher said, "You now, I've prepared you and." When you're ready, your guides will take you there. God, <laughs> and, and she came back and she told me that and she was all smiley, and I said, "You gave three thousand dollars away," and she said, "No, no, I'm ready now, and when 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 um when it's time, my my guides will take me there." I said, "Your your guides would take you there anyhow." Mm-hmm. She's fast. So yeah, and, yes, I, do.
1: and she doesn't need a guide. I mean, we I, are multidimensional. I, I was just going to say, aside from the uh. fact you don't have any guides, that, I say that, we have dimensional fields. I mean, it's just one dimension. Gee, many Christmas. I'll oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, but but it's out there, and, yeah. and there there are such amazingly um, phenomenal frauds out there. There yeah, um, sure and it's unfortunate because it, it discredits everybody else. Well, well, yeah, and
2: and. You know, if they, if I, I think if I think if they truly thought they were helping people, it it would not be so bad. But mm-hmm. they're not. You know, you mm-hmm. can't. Take, I I met a woman, um, in Virginia Beach, and and um, it was it was like on a Sunday, and she'd just been through a workshop, and she was so excited, and she introduced herself as shaman so and so, and I said, Oh, that's phenomenal. How long have you been a shaman? And she said, Well, I I i just today and i said really how did you get there and she said oh it was a three-day workshop and and i said well you know shamans really um don't take workshops to become shamans it's a title given them because of their own development Mm -hmm. and she said well yeah and and i developed and i said you you know I I wouldn't go around calling yourself shaman Jane or whatever it was, and she said why not I said because shamans don't do that I don't know any shaman that even claims to be a shaman they just are mm-hmm. and she said well I spent five hundred dollars and I said well you got an expensive piece of it. she said I have a certificate. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. i said i i put an expensive frame on it because <laughs> yeah no kidding um grief. it's it's just i mean you have to do it
1: yourself mm-hmm. truly and someone yeah. can't do it for you and, and and that's the thing it's part of the awakening process and also enlightenment you know once oh, you start yeah. on the progression and, and the light bulb goes on it, it just keeps going you, know, you just become more and more evolved
2: well yeah, and it's an exciting trip and, and mm-hmm. yes and yes you have to work and, and but the it's work sunny. has to be on yourself. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's kind of like I somebody asked me, um, you know, how did I get to where I was? And, you know, I said, I, I could tell you, but you know, it was my trip. And mm-hmm. so so you could walk in my footsteps and not be where I am. Exactly. so it's it's different it's different for everybody and and that's appropriate because because we're all different we we may have the same spark of the infinite inside of us but we're at a different place in evolution everybody is Mm -hmm. and and it's it's impossible to drag somebody you know to where they want to be instead of where they're meant to be. There was, I, I did a meditation group for 17 years in in my house in Westchester and one guy came in once and, and he, before we started the meditation, he said, I need to have a walnut. And I said, why? And he said, well, I had my Kundalini rose, it, you know, somebody dragged it up to the top of my head and I have to sit on walnuts in order to keep it there. And I said, i've got salted nuts um (laughs) (laughs) oh boy i said maybe some pistachios and he said yeah let's try the pistachios i said are you serious you're gonna sit on pistachios he said yeah otherwise the the kundalini will go right back to my root chakra i said maybe that's where it
1: belongs i never heard of such a thing yeah well he paid money good grief and he did the whole evening (laughs) Mm, wow (laughs) On a napkin full of pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's about intent and consciousness and controlling your kundalini. It doesn't yeah, well, oh, forget it. Well, of
2: course wow. it is. Wow,
1: that's a trip. But, My but, goodness.
2: Yeah, you, you know, you see, I had one lady come to me because her aura was ripped and she needed it repaired. And the uh, person that usually sewed it up was on a trip. And, and I said, so, okay. Yeah. And and she said, Yeah, it only costs me a thousand dollars, but she repairs my aura every time it tears. And I said, mm-hmm. How often does it tear? She said, Oh, maybe every two or three months. And yes. and I, I, I said to her, Well, y- you know, I, I really your aura isn't ripped. And she said, I, I it feels ripped. And I said, And and paying somebody a thousand dollars will fix it? And she said, Oh, yeah yeah she said you're you're evolved can't you sew it up for me and I said no but I have super glue (laughs) and she looked at me and she said you can use super glue on an aura I said it's better than a needle and thread I'm pretty sure and and she said can you can you fix my aura and I said sure and and you know we sat there with our eyes closed for a while I said okay you're all set and she to get her checkbook, I said, no, this is free. And and I said, I, I can promise you your aura cannot now tear ever again because I did such a good job. And I said, I guarantee it will not rip again. And she said, really? I said, I promise you your aura will never rip again the way it has ripped in the past. Nice. And, and she said, well, then I don't need a psychic. And I said, nope. Not at all. I can't believe people are so vulnerable.
1: Oh, yeah. That's amazing. I
2: I, I know people who have buried money in in cemeteries so that uh, the
1: witch can take a curse off of them. that's amazing to me. You know, I've done healing work on people before and sealed their grid and this and that, but man, I've never charged outrageous amounts of money. And it's not like that, you know, that whole thing. This just blows me away. Wow.
2: I mean... If I saw any, any darkness there, if I saw any gray, if I saw any illness, mm-hmm. I would have said something. Oh, yeah. But she was fine. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. she just needed the guarantee. And she said, just in case, what kind of super glue did you use? I said, spiritual. <laughs> oh, this is funny.
1: It's not <laughs> so funny, but it is, you know. Just- <laughs> and she so. said, so I can't
2: get any. I said, you don't need any. And, and I said, to tell you the truth, it doesn't cost anything. So so if anybody tries to charge you to fix your aura
1: again, you come and see me. Yeah, you, know, d- you, know, you should teach them how to well, I know you do, but it's really about empowerment and you know, meditation and, and visualization as well. Oh, absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean it's it, it's 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 amazing what we can do and if we just give ourselves permission. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. I think I think that's the biggest thing giving yourself permission to take control of your of your own evolution and your own whatever Um, you know every now and every now and then there's there's a lesson and I I I look at it and I think what was I thinking
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. right and we are heading for a break here it's going so quickly listen to hyperspace everybody at KCOR Digital Radio Network live in Las Vegas Nevada I'm your host Celery and my wonderful guest is Barbara DeLong we'll be right back stay tuned
0: You're listening to Hyperspace, hosted by your mistress of the night, Solaris Blue Raven. Solaris Blue Raven.
1: A vision that tells us that we belong to something that is greater than ourselves, that we are not, that none of us are alone.
0: Share the truth and be part of the movement by calling the KCOR hotline number at 702-425-9230. That's Uh, 702-425-9230. Give us a call now. (laughs) Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. More with Solaris Blue Raven on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. After this. After this. After this. After this. After this. After this.
5: Here's what happened on the last episode of Three Guys, No Ties. Some of the cast and crew from the Phoenix incident were with us.
4: Um, I love in the movie, you can see it. It's that corner camera security shot where Jason's yeah. assaulting the police officer and he's behind oh, okay. the counter. There's, behind a the counter mo- there's, there's a moment where behind the glass, you see this officer somehow levitate off this bar stool. And he must've jumped like three feet back. Was that the gentleman that talked to you?
0: Yeah, and, and, and he, he comes up to me after the this shot and he, and he shakes his head. And he goes, that guy? He goes, that's the real deal.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> was not, that was when he smacked his hands against the yeah, plexi,
0: right?
4: The plexi, yeah, yeah, that scared the yeah. shit out of a lot of people. So yeah. of no, <laughs> absolutely.
0: And you know what? I to, mean, to the credit of law enforcement worldwide and everyone in the armed services, I absolutely salute you. But it's really nice when you can get paid to scare the shit out of a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Three guys, no ties. Wednesday nights, 7 to 9 Pacific, on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. That, that's good.
5: good.
0: Good, Time, radio. I
5: All
2: the music I want to hear. On, on, on. This is my station.
5: Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it.
0: At the end of the day, we turn the lights down in the KCOR studio. Oh, sweet, and crank up the hottest club songs from around the world.
5: This is the future.
0: The Grind, mixed by Tina Marie, your Vegas
5: Vixen of the High Desert. What about the body? What kind of body? Good body. Nice body. Every night from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Pacific, the best three hours of commercial free music. New music
0: first. It's time to stand up and dance your ass off. The Grind, nightly and exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. Come on, it's kind of hot. Ow.
3: Oh 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 systems go.
0: Tuesday's Midday just got a bit more interesting on the KCOR Digital Radio Network as Cheryl Costa returns to the celestial airwaves with Cosmic Questions.
3: I know. I'm pretty excited about it.
0: Your one-hour dose of informative as well as entertaining talk radio, live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. We're opening the doors of the unknown just for you. That's crazy. Cosmic Questions hosted by Cheryl Costa challenges you to expand your reality of the universe join cheryl costa as she brings her unique sense of humor and charm to the kcor digital radio network
4: it's just good clean
5: fun
0: every tuesday 11 a.m pacific 2 p.m eastern cosmic questions finally the doors of the unknown are opening will you be
3: there
5: i'm telling you she is a real ball buster
0: hyperspace beaming to you the truth at the speed of light to be on with solaris call 702-425-9230 that's 702-425-9230 worldwide callers use skype name kcur radio the experience by sharing your thoughts worldwide on Twitter using hashtag KCOR or converse with other whistleblowers and truth seekers in the live chat at KCORradio.com Well, that's your choice. And now, the voice of hyperspace, your host Solaris Blue Raven.
1: Welcome back to the hyperspace here at KCOR Digital Radio Network live out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm your host, Solaris Blue Raven. Our wonderful guest tonight is Barbara DeLong. And Barbara, when we were talking on the break. They were touching on your your creative side, your painting, or not painting, but your your background painting. in the arts. Well, <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I, um, I I don't paint. I'm not a trained artist at all. And I I was in a class for spiritual development in the Spiritualist Church a uh, long time ago, and we, we got homework assignments every week. And um, one of the one of the assignments was to we had talked about Mandela's what they represent and everything, and and the homework assignment was to do a Mandela for another class member, and we all drew names, and um, I had no idea what to do, so I took out my compass and my ruler, and I did a design, and I I watercolored it, and I did a a, a, a reading that went from it 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 to me represented um this person's soul energy and uh everybody loved it and you know other people wanted one and it was summertime and i was off work and i figured what the hell and it evolved into um actually a thriving business (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and, and and so i was doing as many as 60 or 70 a year and i went from watercolor to to oil and then in it got to the point where there were four or 500 of them out there and i thought you know what a deck of cards that that was done with mandelas and light energy would be an alternative to the standard tarot that was out there that 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 was kind of limited in that it had been around for so long Mm -hmm. and so i i decided i would you know create my own deck and um you know i i i was playing with it and i was doing psychic fairs i was doing psychic art and, and stuff like that and i i said to well after every psychic fair we would all have a dinner together and and after two glasses of wine, I would start talking about how I felt that the tarot was pretty negative, especially at that time, just rider weight and the um the rider weight and and what was the other deck. There was another deck. but but there they were very basic and to me negative. Mm-hmm. and and i I would trash them, and there were other people there that made a living um, using those decks. And they finally said to me, you know, look, I kept saying I could create a deck that would be positive and and not scary, and they finally said to me, you know, "Look, either correct, you know, create the deck or shut up." Mm-hmm. So, nine months later, I had created a deck and um, mocked them up and put them on the table after the psychic fair, and I said, "Go ahead, make them be negative," and they couldn't. And I had renamed the chakra system because I can't pronounce the Sanskrit names. And um, then I did cosmic laws, universal energies. I put the zodiac in there, threw in some wild cards, and had a deck. And, uh, you know, they, they finally said, okay, go ahead and trash. We they couldn't make them be negative, they just couldn't. Mm-hmm. So, and I did it just to prove them to them that there was a positive deck. And, and shortly thereafter, a friend of mine who owned a restaurant called me up and asked if I still had the mock-up deck and I said I did and she said will you come read this person who's here and I you know said if I get a free dinner sure and I got a free dinner so I went and and I showed her the deck and she asked if she could take it and show it to her boss who was who happened to be Stuart Kaplan who owned U.S. Games Mm -hmm. and he bought he bought the deck very nice and, um, you know, I said to him at the time, this is a sleeper deck, this is, you know, it, it, it's, not, it's not time for people to have this deck to work with or whatever, and um, and I was right, but he, he did publish the deck for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that at the same time I did that deck of cards, there was an ashram in uh, the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. that… They had channeled similar patterns that they used as portals for transformation. and I, I thought that was kind of interesting. And then, um and then a couple of weeks later, I was with a friend of mine who was going to uh, for a uh, an Indian healing, and i I was not aware that that you're supposed to bring a gift for the shaman. And all I had was a deck of cards, so I gave the shaman the deck of cards, and he took it and thanked me and looked at it and then looked at it again. And he and his assistant went into another room, and they called me into the room, and they said, where did you get these patterns? And I said, "I they came from inside of me. And, and they talked again, and the, the shaman said, well, I guess it's time, but these are power shields. Mm-hmm. And these are patterns that were never to be replicated or shared. And I said, I swear, I, I never saw. These are just, I, I've done hundreds of these patterns and I, they come from inside. Mm-hmm. They come through me, not of me. And so, you know, he thanked me and, and you know, we went on with the evening. Also, at that same time, um. The crop circles in Great Britain became more and more um, out there. And if you look at the patterns of some of the cards, you'll see that they are the same patterns that have been found in um, a great many of the crop circles. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And uh, also one of my paintings that is not in the deck is also the Tree of Life, which I did not realize. So my theory is that those patterns were given to many different people in many different ways um, to, to impact humanity um, as sacred art, as, as mm-hmm. sacred geometry. Yep, absolutely. So um, it's, it, it's amazing to me. And, and after The Deck of Cards was published, I stopped painting because hmm. my work was done <laughs> very interesting and they live on well the fascinating thing about them is when they originally sold they sold for 29 dollars. Mm-hmm. and if you google them on amazon the cheapest deck is i think 84 wow and there's there are some that are in into the hundreds and like and I, at one time, a couple of years ago, I, there was a deck that was advertised for $500 and it was, it said it was personally autographed by the author, uh, by mm-hmm. the artist. And I actually called the man and I said, you know, how did you get the autograph? He said, well, I know Barbara DeLong very well. And I said, really? And, and <laughs> I said, where, where did she, where did she autograph it? And he said, on the miracle card. And I said, um, I think you have to take your ad down. And he said, why? I said, because I'm Barbara DeLong and I never would have defaced one of my cards by writing on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Good for and, you.
2: And I said, you know, I've, I've autographed a lot of the little, the little white books, but mm-hmm. never a card. And, and I said, I'll sue the pants off of you if you don't take the ad down. Oh, good for you. And he did. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. that's funny well, there's a lot of schemers out there huh yeah there are there are but, Scammers, but, but the deck of cards is really um i good. love the deck i told you i have i have my deck i i didn't pay that much money for it i think it was very inexpensive when I like bought six dollars yeah <laughs> that's, I, guess I would luck down on that one i bought a lot of them at six dollars too <laughs> yeah, i love them I, I find that deck to be just a beautiful deck to work with still love it but it but it but you know, hang on to it because it's worth money now. My <laughs> oh, best. Well it's not going anywhere. Stay in here. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, but they are oh. beautiful and they're very unique. It's a very unique deck. That's what I liked about it. Stands out. And it is very positive because I, I you know it's just it's something that just it goes beyond the dimensional feels. I like it. Yeah, it's um the the more
2: that I work with it the the more that uh you know I learn about it, um mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, I'm finding um I'm finding I'm still learning from it and it takes me it's taken me on an amazing journey. And now that it's not being published any longer and I have the copyright back, um, it, it it it's even it's it's even more fun to see people trying to find the deck and you know, I, I tell them, you know, the graphics are out there. If you can't find a deck, you know, take them off the internet and make your own deck. Mm-hmm um you know there's there's lots of and all of the information on it even more than is in the little white book is on the website Mm -hmm. so it's a great website too the website was fun Mm
1: -hmm.
2: um i've had uh, i'm i'm not i'm not a techie but um when i had to change the website and rework it i noticed that a lot of people weren't you know, they, they were going to the website, but seeing just what was on the front page and not looking at the drop-down menus.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I said, you know, I think I want to put a button for every one of the drop-down menus on the front page. And she said, oh, it's not done. And I said, is there a law against it? And she said, no. And I said, well, then do it. It's my website. And I, I said, and and since I've done that, people's people are noticing the different areas to go into and and they are going into the different areas and mm-hmm. and a lot more than they had before. So it's been a lot of fun to to play with, you know, web design. Now 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 people are copying it, which I think is fabulous, and um, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But yes. again, it, oh, go ahead. It, well, it's just it's just. I mean,
1: this whole process is fun. Oh, I like it. But I have a question for you. I, I noticed that you have the dead letter office. So I was wondering if you can elaborate that on your, on your page, on your website. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, um, well, people
2: who had lost a loved one were, were really concerned about, you know, wanting to, you know, weren't able to say goodbye, had things I, I wanted to share. Um. And, and so, you know, I said, to to there were a number of them I, I actually had a bereavement circle and and um i said okay so here's the homework you all have a loved one you didn't say something to that you wanted to i said write the letter bring it in address it to them and 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 you know don't put a return address on it don't put a stamp on it and just address it put their name on it and bring it in and so they all did that and they were all you know it was a relief to be able to say it and whatever and i said so so and they said now what do we do i said mail them and everybody said well there's no address and i said right mail them and and they said but they can't be delivered and i said mail them and they all looked at me and i said where are the letters that are not deliverable going to go and one of the women said, well, the dead letter office. And I said, where do you think the dead go to get their mail? Oh,
1: that's cute. Very
2: interesting. So it was kind of like, and, and you know, it was funny. One of the women said, you know, I, I've, I've sent a lot of letters to him that way. And it, it feels good to be able to, you know, put it in an envelope, no stamp, no return address, and mail it. And, you know, here's my
1: message. It's going off. So I'm, I'm, there is a dead letter office. There is a dead letter office. Yes, I mean, like within the post office, or is this just? No. Yeah. Po- okay. It's undeliverable. Wow, I didn't know mail. that. It's mail that is
2: undeliverable. Oh my goodness! See, I didn't know that. But but you know, it may not be deliverable upon the earth plane, mm-hmm. but the intent, right,
1: in the message, got through. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yes. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's, that's pretty cool i like that yeah you've got some great great uh little little sections over here on your website i just love it i encourage everybody to check it out it's pretty
2: mm-hmm. i think it's very think pretty yeah the I, colors are great i i think that's that's the one thing that you know and if anybody's into chakras um you know i i, I think so, so many messages get through to us on on a subconscious level because of the color of how they're of how they are expressed or presented to us. And so, there's uh, the website has a tremendous amount of lavenders and blues and greens. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the, you know, that's the spiritual communication and healing. Yeah, it's very good. So,
1: frequency.
2: It, yeah, the 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 colors are intentional. Because it awakens a
1: level of frequency within consciousness.
3: Mhm.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Yes. It's easy. It says DNA activator. That's what I like to say about it. But yeah, I love it. It's very nice. Yes. No doubt. I know you have about ten minutes plus or minus. You. you know, we we're going to talk about both, and I don't know <laughs> if we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about <laughs> ten minutes. But you're, you'll be back nonetheless. Um, there's no doubt about that. But you've done so much, so much wonderful research in these areas, uh, especially with the Emerald Tablets. And I always oh, love that topic. Yes.
2: I, it's a favorite topic of mm-hmm. mine. I just,
1: mine <clears throat> I just, I don't understand why more hasn't been done with it, to be honest with you. I know. I know you've done a lot with it, but I haven't really heard many people. There was one interpolation of, of the Emerald Tablets, but I just couldn't get into it by somebody who, who did their version. It just didn't resonate with me. Was it Dr. Durales? or it you was know, some woman. And I have to get to the book. It's, somebody mailed it to me for promotion, and I just didn't feel anything with it at all, just reading it.
2: Yeah, I just, my, my, I I love Dr. Durrell's interpretation. Mm -hmm. The only thing wrong, it's in, it's almost in like quatrains and it's wonderful material. However, I wish it was in chronological order. Um, You know, it, it, it hops all over the place. It it tells a story, but it tells it in, 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 it's not a flow. Mm-hmm. and um like the deck of cards is is representative of the the soul's journey through this dimension right. and and there's a progression you know one card to the next to the next to the next to the next and to me if 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 the explanation as to and i think the emerald tablet is the same thing it is the journey of the spirit mm-hmm. but but it starts in the middle and then it goes all over the place and right. My intent was at some point in time to now he channeled this for the White Brotherhood a hundred years ago.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so what I wanted to do is to rechannel it and and put it in chronological order going from his material.
3: Mm-hmm
2: which I thought would be so cool because he talks about string theory. He talks about, you know, Atlantis. He talks about, and Greg Little, Dr. Greg Little. Have you ever had mm-hmm. him on? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. I oh, he has written the most amazing book on Atlantis ever. All of it directly from Edgar Casey material. Nice. And he was, he was, uh, I had him on the show and uh, a couple of weeks ago and, and he was mesmerizing on his, his talk of Atlantis and the fact that it was a total continent. It went from the Straits of Gibraltar all the way to the, to the, uh, to the coast of, of, um, North America. And that there were three different times that Atlantis experienced, um, you know, trauma or, you know, it was broken up into a, Atlantis was not a city, it was a nation. Mm -hmm. And, and it was, it was hundreds of islands that, that, that crossed the sea. And, and, and then of course there were, there were two, there were two major hits to it as far as, as, you know, earthquakes and things like that. And, and then a meteor um, hit and um, the tsunami just wiped everything out. So, um, but but his book on Atlantis is the best book on Atlantis I have ever 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 read. Okay. And let me let me pitch it because it is that good a book. Um, it's called um, Edgar Casey's Atlantis by Doctor Greg Little, I think.
1: And okay. what year was that published? Um. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, oh, I was just curious. I, no, I mean, is it fairly recent though, or no? Um, fairly, I just, yeah. I
2: was um, just
1: curious. Two
2: thousand
1: and six. Oh, that's not bad. I'll have to check it out. I can't believe that one slipped away. I haven't
2: seen that one. This is the best book on Atlantis I've ever read.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Edgar Casey too. It's one oh. of my favorites.
2: Yeah, no, he was. Um, it, it was. It. It's amazing, and I would absolutely. um Recommend it, and, mm-hmm. and he is an amazing interview. If you if you if you check the book out and you want his information, I'll be happy to share it with well, you. You know, I will. <laughs> 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 I yeah, mean, it, Atlantis is one of my favorite topics, and mm-hmm. it's it's really cool that there were there were really a series of three um destructions of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the third one, of of course, wiped it totally out, but but
1: it's 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 fascinating you got to read the book Mm -hmm. definitely definitely have him on the show as well and who's your upcoming guest any any teasers here
2: yeah i have uh dr louise on monday night uh stepping out of eden she's she's a cool she was a cool read and then the following week i have ahmed osman on and he's the one that um He's fascin oh his his work was is fascinating. He talks about how um, how actually the the um, the Bible is no longer the authority on what history is, and that the Egyptian hieroglyphs you know give you a better understanding of of the evolution of what's going on, and that for instance, when when in the Bible they say to um, circumcised the males um basically that's been an egyptian thing for generations so that so that basically most of the stuff the, in the bible really is telling a story about egyptian history i tend to agree with that yeah absolutely and and he's amaz- he's 85 years old and ah. he is he is just an amazing man and the book is phenomenal
1: well, that sounds great. That's another one. We'll have to tune into your podcast. I tell you what.
2: Yeah, he, he also he, he also um he also is of the opinion that
1: Akhenaten was Moses. Hmm, very interesting. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting when you see all the interpolations of different information. It's gotta correlate oh. everything appropriately. Yeah, it's fun. There's so much
2: mm-hmm. great stuff coming out these days. It's really yeah.
1: amazing. And it's nice that you have these time capsules of people interviewing. I mean, that's what I love about interviewing people is so I can get a time capsule of information because it's just so nice to have, especially when they're getting up there in their years. Oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's this man is 85 years old, and he never took a breath. He, Mark had him on, and I kept laughing because I knew Mark had a whole bunch of questions and
1: he couldn't mm-hmm. get a word in edgewise. <laughs> right. well, those are the best kind of guests. You just let them oh, roll. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and they know what they need to talk about, so it's, it's almost like a lecture. Was it Osmanovich? Is that him? I mean, he was another one like that. Boy, well, you just let him roll. Yeah, an interview, and he just goes. I love that. Yeah, he was great. Mm-hmm. And have you so, interviewed Bill yet, or is Bill coming back, or Bill, Bill Brown? Brown?
2: Hmm? Um, I, you know, uh, he and I, um, he he was on my show. We did we did the remote viewing because he was a part of it, and then he suddenly dropped off the, uh, you know, he dropped out of sight and everything, so um, probably
1: I'll have to get in touch with him, but I haven't spoken to him in a while. I know he's been busy, but yeah, I'm sure he'll be happy to be back, and I think I'm going to have him on the show as well, and you'll have to be back again. We're just about out of time here. Barbara, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's always such a pleasure to have you on. it's, 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 It's such fun to talk to you and you too you're so wise and i know everybody appreciates your information so thank you so much for joining us and i do want to thank everybody in the chat room for tuning in tonight everybody listening out there a special thank you to my wonderful producer and station owner tina marie who makes this incredible network happen and make sure you stay tuned for the grind exclusively at the kcr digital radio network all right everybody we're just about out of here thank you again Barbara. my pleasure good night everybody
0: In 3, 2, 1. You've been listening to Hyperspace. 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 Hyperspace, Hosted by Solaris Blue Raven. Where the truth is being to you at the speed of light. Live every Friday night at 9 p.m. Pacific. Exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. For more information on the host of Hyperspace, Solaris Blue Raven, please visit her website at nightshadowanomalydetectives.com. Hyperspace. Hyperspace. Once thought a theoretical dimensional anomaly, now a tangible cosmic waveform to the true Truth. Hyperspace.
5: This is KCOR Las Vegas, home of the Digital Radio Network, broadcasting from a shack just south of Area 51. Wait, that doesn't exist. This is the KCOR Digital
3: Radio Network. Now for the news.